Hey, yo, gamers, and welcome to another episode of the Cauldron Cast. I'm your host, Nightstar451, and today I'm once again joined by my illustrious co host, Super Dota Playa. How's it going? On this show, we interview some of your favorite personalities in the gaming scene, learning more about their backstory, current endeavors, and any future plans they are willing to share. For today's episode, Super and I brought on one of Witch Doctor's most important members at this time, the Dapper Doms. When he's not coordinating WD-hosted events or reinforcing our positive community, you can find Dapper Doms in his dream job at Streamlabs. Dom, how's it going today? Hey there. Great to be here. Appreciate the uh, the, the warm welcome. And, uh, and yeah, <laughs> I love my job. <laughs> All right, let's just jump right into it though with the first question. Uh what was your introduction to the world of gaming? Oh man. Um I mean I've been playing games like most of my life. I think uh the earliest uh game system I can think of that I owned was an N64. And I I I even have some vague memory of of getting it, opening it up because it was such a huge deal for me. Um and uh you know and played uh, like Super Smash Brothers on that, and and um, and like Super Mario sixty four and that kind of stuff, and and then as years went by, I uh, started sort of uh, venturing out to other systems. Like I uh, got into PlayStation, still uh, still very much a customer for them, um, as I have a PS five, and um, but also ventured into PC gaming and even kind of like Mac gaming, and um, like a year ago, I actually got into VR, so I have an Oculus now, and. Um, so I think the last probably five years or so, uh, uh, I've sort of ventured out and, and explored uh, um, uh, more systems and, and uh, gaming as a, as a whole, as opposed to kind of pigeonholing myself into just being a Nintendo person, because that's kind of where my bread and butter was in the very beginning. But um, but yeah, no, I've always been fascinated by it and always uh, felt a connection to it. And so... Um, it was always a dream of mine to kind of work in that industry, whether it's for an esports organization of some kind, or or you know, sort of like in tech supporting the gaming industry. And so, the fact that I'm doing that right now is is pretty great. And um, you know, I I couldn't think of a of a better uh, organization to to kind of break into the esports scene than which doctor. It just seemed like they checked all the boxes when I when I found uh, the organization. Um, if you had to choose, what would you say your preferred platform was, and maybe like your favorite game when you were younger? Oh man, uh, so I'd probably say uh, PlayStation in general. I've kind of moved towards that more so. Because I have a Switch, but I don't play it very often, to be honest. So um, PlayStation Five, um, I play that all the time. Um, but I've really been into Oculus since I got it. So um, I think the VR scene. It just needs a little bit of time and, and, and probably some cheaper peripherals to really take off. Um, I think the Oculus 2 is the, is the first step because it was actually in my you know budget for once. Um, but um, I think as VR improves, you know, I, I might see myself kind of pushing it in that direction more because I really enjoy it. But the games just aren't as in-depth yet as, as something like the PS5. Um, but those are probably my two main sources of gaming. And then I, I do do some PC gaming, but it's more so to play with certain friends who are just PC diehards. Uh, you know, if, if they gave me the option, I'd probably always pick a console. Okay, that's interesting. 
Well, now that we've gotten that little bit of backstory out of the way, we're going to fast forward uh, a couple years. Uh, so for those who don't know, you graduated from university with a BA in music industry with concentrations in social media and live events. While it's not uncommon for people with music degrees to find their way into gaming, I was curious what skills you were able to successfully transfer across industries. Yeah, no, I, I love it. So, I mean, I, I started working in social media a lot earlier earlier than in college. I mean, my first job in high school, when I was like 16, was actually social media related. And pretty much every job after that somehow related to social media. So it's always been in my world. Um, and I also grew up uh, in a family where my dad owned like a marketing agency. So it was just kind of in my blood. And I, you know, I, it was always around me. Um, but social media is sort of like the 21st century of, of marketing. Um, and so it made sense that I, that I kind of leaned that way. Um, and I would say, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of, of, of the same, uh, strategies that work in other industries, uh, on social media, you know, work in gaming. Um, you know, the, the only difference is the audience you're talking to, but the, you know, the kind of the goods and bads, the rights and wrongs often, uh, you know, transfer across industries. Um, so I think for me, the only thing I had to kind of, um, change my thinking on was you know what is the kind of content and and um and and what is the voice that uh, gamers you know you know want to want to watch want to want to read through and once i get past that all my earlier you know background and just kind of like social media 101 was was very transferable um and i think it also helps that you know i'm in that world right so like if, if i do it as a hobby if i'm passionate about it then naturally what I'm doing on social media is going to come across as, as more organic and, and probably is going to connect with uh, the audience a lot better. Nice. So moving on from there, as I sort of glanced over in the introduction, you currently serve as head of community and events for Witch Doctor Gaming. So aside from my asking you to fill the role, what prompted you to accept uh, the request? Oh, because this is always my, my goal, I think. You know, I, um, I think when we first spoke, I always sort of alluded to the idea that I'd love to take on more responsibility. Um, yeah, I think that was know. a year ago around now. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, I, 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 I saw Witch Doctor Gaming as, as an organization that had a lot of potential, um, in gen- like, like, like potential on their own and also potential for me. Um, because I, I had looked at a lot of other organizations around that time, and none of them were kind of offering sort of like a tra- trajectory for me. There, there were, there were, it didn't seem like they were thinking ahead. You know, like you know, you you basically were talking about like here's what could happen in six months. Here could what happen. Who here could here could be what happens in a year. And I didn't, you know, know any 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 other organizations that were doing that. And so that meant a lot to me. You know, that I felt like there was you know a, a goal in, in, in my mind. Um, and at the time, I was still really trying to push for a, a job in gaming. Um, never would I have guessed that I would have gotten an offer from Streamlabs, you know, a year ago. And so one of my goals was to get as involved as I could in esports and just in, in like in kind of the, you know, the, the, the current uh, world of gaming so that, you know, maybe in, in a year or two, I could find a job in it, you know, full time. Because um, at, at the time I was working in healthcare and I was I really wanted to get out, so um, <laughs> I uh, you know the moment you you offered it to me, I, I I wanted to snatch it up because I knew that it was huge for me, you know, and and I and I totally 
attribute a part of me getting my job at Streamlabs to the work I was doing at Woodchopper Gaming, like 100%. So, um, you know, I, I, I think it, it kind of worked out exactly how I wanted it to. Um, and, and, and kind of more on a, on a personal note, as much as I have experience in social media and I'm doing that for, for Streamlabs a lot now, like I, I'm especially passionate about community. So the, the fact that it, that it was a role that was more targeted on the community was exciting for me because um, I'm really trying to, to get involved in that side of things as, as, as much as I can right now, as opposed to simply you know, writing content, which I'm happy to do, but the community <laughs> aspect is what makes me really excited. Yeah. So you, are, I, you already touched on one of my questions, which was going to be most fulfilling or rewarding about the role, but I think you sort of <laughs> sure. uh, hinted at that with being able to expand your horizons and have something that actually wasn't just a nine to five, but sort of, you know, contributed to you and sort of helped offer you a way to grow your skills. So I suppose my next question would be what you uh, consider the hardest part of your role at Witch Doctor. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I think you know, maybe this isn't really particular to, to, to my role, but it's something that I've noticed on the management side. And it's that we just have so much going on. <laughs> and yeah. um, we're produ- we produce a, we, we help support you know production of a lot of content. We we're making you know new new uh, internal graphics all the time. We're doing contests. You know we we've uh, we've got you know like uh, sponsor work we're doing. We have, we have so much stuff for kind of what I would consider to be so, sort of still in the startup phase organization that for someone with, like me like with as a full time job and and and. Um, is sort of green to working with the esports organization overall. You know, it can be a little hard to keep up with <laughs> for me. Uh, so that's probably the, the the biggest thing. I think um, for my role, especially, um, it's also you know, uh, luckily we we only have kind of our our, uh, our draft buff uh, stuff going on, and also games yeah. uh, tournaments. But even that, you know, if he changes the schedule. You know, and, and and he doesn't have a chance to notify me. And I I have to kind of have my my eyes and ears open at all times in case something changes. So that's something too that definitely comes up. But um, hasn't been a, a major issue yet. I think as we start stacking more tournaments up, then it will become more of a challenge. But uh, but luckily we we just brought on uh, someone under, under my staff to to help with that. So hopefully we'll we'll be okay. Nice. Sounds like a Got a lot to work on, but you know, we'll get it done. <laughs> um, one of the things you briefly mentioned was that you're working as the head of social media and community for Streamlabs. Um, I wanted, just was wondering if there was anything that you kind of took from the interview process from Witch Doctor that you kind of used there, or are there like what's the kind of the crossover, I guess, between them and uh, Witch Doctor? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I think. Let me let me think of it the best example because I, I can think of tiny you know micro things, but I'm trying to think of a really like colorful example I could give. Um, so one thing I think that it will really benefit me as I'm as I'm moving into this role um, more and more, and, and you know, and, and so bear with me, I've only been there for a month, so there are certain things I just haven't had a chance to do yet. But one thing I, I thought of was the way we promote our uh, our sponsor uh, our sponsors. And and um, and we have like promo codes and that kind of stuff, and, and actually we even use promo codes in the tournaments with uh, with Dame. Um, all that kind of content is super relevant uh, uh, to what I do at, at uh, Streamlabs because um, we're 
we're constantly promoting stuff like that contests and, um, and, you know, giving out, you know, subs and stuff on Twitch and, um, and, you know, and we also might do like a discount from like our merch store, stuff like that. So I think that had a lot of crossover. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised if when I'm writing content for Streamlabs that I, I, I take certain buzzwords that we've used at Witch Doctor and <laughs> repurpose them, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, that's totally fair. Yeah, so um, shifting gears slightly. So I know we've obviously touched a lot on your roles and sort of how you got to where you are today. But I was wondering if you, looking back a little again, what you would say your favorite memory is from your time as a gamer. So this could be now, like getting your job at Streamlabs, or it could be, you know, back in the day as a toddler playing, getting your new controller for whatever console it was. <laughs> wow. Okay. So favorite memory. Um, so it's, it is tough to narrow it down. I think, um, I think I have, I have two that are probably like, they're kind of just as important to me, but they're polar opposite and sort of kind of where I was in my life. And so I think they, they might be both good to share. So, so one, um, when I was a kid, uh, after I got the N64, um, and I was getting older, I started, I, I did kind of want to move up into like at the time, what was considered next gen. And so like when the PS2 came out and like the GameCube, like I wanted it super bad. Um, I want either of them, but I, I think I, at the time I really wanted the GameCube because I was still an N64 guy. And so um, I begged my parents and uh, they were kind of just not feeling it, I think. Um, and, uh, but I, uh, I was having trouble applying myself uh, not in school in general, but like I, I was in like an advanced uh, student course where it was like extra work you had to do like during like recess or something. And I didn't care about it because, you know, it's extra work. And um, one of the tests was we had to memorize all 50 states and capitals. And I was just terrible. I probably failed that test 10 times because <laughs> you, you had to redo it every like every other week. And so the last chance I had to pass it and if I pass it, then I, I pass that course. The last chance to do it, uh, my parents were, or actually my dad specifically behind my mom's back, <laughs> told me, you know, if, if you can do this, if you can, if you can pass 100%, I'll buy you a GameCube. <laughs> Didn't tell my mom, and uh, and which in hindsight was a horrible idea on his side. And uh, but I immediately was driven, and uh, like overnight, I used flashcards and I drilled and I. I somehow pulled it off. I'm pretty sure I got a hundred percent because the next day when I got the, the, the rules back, I was like, you got to buy it for me, dad. And you know, he, I think he deep down thought there was no way I get a hundred. And so he thought, you know, what's the harm in, in promising it? And then I, I got it. Um, and uh, he drove me to the store. And ironically, after all that, they were out of GameCubes. I think, no. was, I think it was tar- I think it was a target uh, and they were out of GameCube because back then it was still you know really new and so all I had was a PS2 and my dad was like I'll buy you that and I said uh, okay <laughs> I was almost disappointed and uh, and then I started playing the PS2 and I was like oh my god this might actually be better and I realized that, that was the direction I had to go and that's what started it all um, and then I would say much shorter simpler more recent memory was uh, uh over the last six years of trying to work in gaming in different ways, I've, I've had a, a handful of opportunities to try to dip, dip my foot in the water. And uh, one cool thing I got to do uh, 
something like three, three years ago, three or four years ago, was uh, I got to work with a headlining band at, uh, at um, uh, South by Southwest Gaming uh, in Austin. I did, I did all their social media uh, for like a week. Um, and they're, a, they're, a, they're a, a kind of a content creator. Um, like a, they're content creators and they're also a band. They're called uh, Rocket Gaming, if anyone's heard of them. Um, and they're, they're pretty big on YouTube and Spotify. And so they create uh, um, songs that are about video games. Um, and, so, and they release like videos every week. And so um, it was like their first live show ever where they actually brought in all their people from all over the internet because they, they, they're kind of a conglomerate of, of, of content creators. And they came and they performed live at South by Southwest uh, Gaming. And so I got to do that a few years back and that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So although you're evidently in a great position right now, not just with Witch Doctor naturally, but also at Streamlabs, um, is there anything that you wish you could have done looking back on it? Oh, man. Um, you mean, like, can you elaborate? Right, yeah, like so let's say you, so I, I, you're in Texas, right, right now? Sure. Um, yeah. So there's PAX South, which I think happens in Texas. So is there like, <laughs> was there potentially a gaming convention or some cool thing that you could have like gone sure. to? Or are you like, oh, I wish I had just spent that, you know, however much the ticket was and gone and done this, but I didn't. Sure. And now I'm like regretting it forever. Not maybe sure. not forever, uh, but that might be a little extreme, but you know what I mean? No, no I, I get it. Uh, I mean, I'd love to attend packs. I've, I've never made it a priority, but it would be really cool to do that. Um, I know uh, I spent a solid three months trying to get on wait lists for the PS5. <laughs> So I maybe part of me regretted not pre-ordering. <laughs> um, beyond that, um, let me let me think. Uh, if there's an event I can think of, I, I think, mean it could also be a job or something that you got. Sure. there like, oh, I wish oh, I, I, I have you know, a great done I have a great example. Thank you, thank you for saying that. So, okay. so yes, uh, a, a few years back, um, I, this is probably my biggest regret from the, from the last five years, and I forgot about it until just now. Um, I, I, so when I first moved to Texas, I had a job, uh, in coffee, actually, it was the first and only offer I got out of college and I just snatched it up and I thought, Oh, I'll go to Austin because you know, there's music there. So maybe I can get a music job and I go and I work in coffee for about six months. doesn't really work out. It's not a great company and they just, they, they weren't able to support me and, and, and my needs basically. And so ultimately ended up leaving for about six months. And I was up for uh, two other jobs. One was a, uh, a, a kind of a social media like marketing agency uh, that was later bought out by GoDaddy, if you know them. Uh, yep. And the other, and the other one, I believe, was GameLoft. And huh. uh, I was I was basically one interview away from getting the final phase of GameLoft, but right at that phase, I got an offer from uh, from that agency, and I was really scared to be out of work. I was, I was new to, to, you know, my career. I was only six months in and I was, I was kind of desperate to, to not be out of work because, um, I just never experienced that before. And so I, I, I was basically inches from, from being able to get a, a, a in-person interview where they'd fly me out to LA and, and I think it was LA and, and meet someone at Game Loft. And I ended up taking the offer to the marketing agency instead. And, that job ended up being like the worst job I've ever had. 
And so I'll, I'll, I'll never forget. It was, it was basically a community manager role, but it was really cool. It was basically one that was heavily on the, uh, on sort of the, the creator and, and uh, convention side. And so they were talking about me, like going to like different conventions, like traveling all the time and like being like their, their, their sort of like, you know. So you, you could know, have gone to Pack South. I could have <laughs> went to Pack South. Um, yeah, you're totally right. Um, but I, but I remember thinking like it was a dream come true because I had potential to go work at conventions and be like their man on the scene, you know, and, and like, and like interview gamers and stuff. And it would have been this huge deal for me. Honestly, if I had, if I had pursued it and, and gotten an offer, I could be working at like Sony today, like, like, like hundred percent, because that's how the industry works. Right. When, once you, once you get in, you kind of just get handed off to different companies. Um, and it also, I think would have required me to move to LA actually. So it would have potentially had me and my, my now fiance either move to LA or potentially have to do long distance for a while. Um, and that was one of the other reasons why I didn't take it was I was, I was nervous to separate us, you know? Um, but if I could go back, I would totally do that. Um, because it would have probably, it could have turned into me getting neither job, but, um, the chance of, that I missed out on was, was at the time was far bigger than I realized. Um, and then because of that, and that was like 2016, early 2016, for the next five years, I didn't work in gaming, like basically. And so who knows where I'd be if I had actually taken that job. So that's probably the biggest thing. Yeah, that'll, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess the next thing would be um, in the next couple of months, are there any projects you're working on that you're willing to talk about at all? Uh, you mean for Witch Doctor? Yeah, Witch Doctor, just anything in general. Sure. Um, so yeah, so I mean, we're trying to ramp up events in general. We had to push back about a month, but ideally, we're we're trying to we're targeting one to two events a month going forward, um, and hopefully that will become easier with our new uh, uh, events uh, event manager that we brought on, who's helping me, um, and who can who, who specifically is out in uh, in uh, in the international side of the world. Uh, or the, the European side of the world. So she can help with um, doing kind of like the, the events that I'm not awake for, so to speak. Um, and um, I think as, you know, the, 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 as you start releasing those events, you know, it'll be, it'll be even easier to ramp up and, and, and do more, but that's a big thing. Um, and I think it also would be cool. I, we haven't talked about it much, uh, Tobias and I, but, but it would be cool if, if, uh, if we could also sort of come up with some smaller time events to put in between, like maybe, it's, yeah. you know, like, like, uh, maybe it's just like, a, like, you know, I'll be poker in, night. Yeah. Poker night or like, uh, <laughs> or like, or, or maybe like I'm, I'll be for an hour. I'll be, you know, I'll be inside of a voice chat, you know, you know, with, with kind of, you know, free, there's free reign to anyone ask me questions about events or whatever. Like Ooh, that, that, that is dangerous. It, no, you're totally right. But my point, <laughs> as, as, as an example, that would be something that would be small and easy to, to organize. Um, and so it would be cool to have some of those little uh, smaller things sprinkled in between uh, to keep everybody motivated, you know, between. Well, now that you've put it on the spot and I'm totally not going to cut it in post, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll have that discussion later. Okay. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So I, uh, I suppose that concludes the questioning of done by super and I, so I know, I didn't exactly give you a lot of time to prepare these, but if you have any questions for either of us about witch doctor, not witch doctor, whatever, um, yeah, shoot. Um, 
I think I'll you know I'll just I'll just stick with one kind of I think one big question I think would be cool to have uh, on here, and it would be, you know, where where do you see the future of uh, of uh, you know the the this, you know, this podcast going? You know, where where, where what do you want to do with it? You know, in 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 a year or or even three to five years? You know, what what would be yeah. your hopes for this? So my so obviously it's an interview type show because you're here and you know you're sure. not a regular uh, host on the show but sure. i to me it's really fascinating to get to know different people in gaming and just get their like stories and such like we started the show with big dame who really was you know talking about his fighting game events and that was our longest episode to date and he just kept going on and on and on about <laughs> the fighting games and the the community and especially the philly scene and i think it's so cool to s- offer people a place to just talk especially about what they're really passionate for and sure. i think it also just provides a little more insight into people like sure dame is well known in the philly scene but you know sort of getting his personality and like self out there is something that is really cool i also as stuff opens up and you know witch doctor continues to grow i would love to at different conventions so let's say i go to pax east several times in the future like i would love to find people who we we like our followers of the community or even org members because i think there's several people who are close enough that they could come up for it and like do a live show there or something find a quiet place uh to do it or just have really good dynamic mics and then do a live recording session there and maybe it's not a whole episode with someone but maybe it's you know a couple questions for people that we meet and then that's that's the show and it sort of is a way to not only talk about our members which yes we've done so far it's all been witch doctor members on the show but also as you were mentioning, talk about with our sponsors, I think Anthony, who's the CEO of Aporia Customs and Jerky XP is, uh, he, he's agreed to do a show at some point. Uh, so I have to get together with him and figure out when his busy schedule is free, but to sort of get his journey too, because he's been in this for, I think, close to a decade now of working at Aporia. So getting and hearing his story about how he went as a person in high school started his merchandise and apparel business and is now you know a rather big company with a lot of if you go on their website they have a lot of brands that they work with so it's really cool i think to offer people that platform that they might not otherwise have and i think just continuing to go up and up uh if at some point witch doctor has a physical location i'd love to you know have the uh the funds with which to you know sort of fly people out to it and sort of do these more live shows rather than just online but that's definitely getting ahead of ourselves so let's uh let's let's go back but that is sort of where i would you know see it going cool i don't know if super has any other thoughts i did kind of drag him into this (laughs) um but oh yeah i was just gonna say maybe like looking into talking to some more people that are more ingrained in the gaming scene uh possibly like esports players um maybe outside of witch doctor as well kind of more focused on 
bigger names, I guess. Yeah. Um, no, that's, if that's... they're interested, it would be a lot of fun and interesting to hear more about kind of their experience and all that. Cool. And, yeah. and actually, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that because while you, uh, Tobias was talking, I, I thought of uh, another I, another question, um, and it relates just to what you said. And so I, I'm curious if you guys could could uh, each of you could, could have a, a dream uh, guest to be on the show. Who would it be? Gabe Newell. Okay. Um. Oof. I would. Oh, that's tough. It could be one of many. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I know. It's just that I'm trying to trying to think. I would. Honestly, it would be. I think pretty cool to have. Um. So he he goes by Playoff Beard, but he was back when I during my Vainglory days. He was like the face of their esports and editorial, and like was a really big presence on the community side of things. And now I think he's at EA. Uh, I think is where he moved to. But I he had a lot of experience. He had um, pro sports experience too before he came into Super Evil Megacorp, who is the developers of Vainglory. And right. I think it would be like really cool to talk to him about how yes i know you know you came from the music background into this uh but he uh, from professional sports how that journey into gaming was for him um and although yes vainglory wasn't the largest game in the world i think that how that journey and just how he got from sports to esports is something was really fascinating and i'd love to hear more about it yeah, no, I, t- I totally agree. I think uh, it'd be really cool to have someone like his, uh, have insight like his um, on the show. Okay, here's one, one question for you guys. It's a fun one. Uh, if you had to play one game for the rest of your life, what would it be? Only that game. Question, clarifying. Um, can it be a like game that's no longer around? Oh, like sure. if we were able to reboot it? Okay. Yes, anything. Any, any game, but you can only play that for the rest of your life. For me, I think the obvious choice would be Dota 2. Um, it's the game that's kept my interest the longest. Most games I don't play for like more than a year, um, but I've been playing Dota since early 2013. So I guess that it says a lot about the game being a lot of fun to me if it keeps my interest for that long. Yeah, I I would... If you asked me several years ago, I would have said Star Wars Clone Wars Adventures which was one of the few games that actually ran on my Mac computers. And it shut down in, I think, in the early 2010s um, because Sony no longer wanted to support it. But I think my real choice would have to be Vainglory just because that was the first, like, real multiplayer game that I really got invested in. And I, even after I, you know, stopped competing in it, I still love to play it. Um, and I love following the esports scene in it. And it was just a fantastic game. It was on mobile devices. It was touch-based, so it wasn't joysticks. Because I personally am not a joysticks person. But um, so I just loved that game. They had good content. There was obvi- there was evidently some pitfalls that uh, they ran into, which is why it's not nowhere near as prominent now. But right. that game really had a future. And I think if it had continued to grow, I would have loved to continue playing that game. And I mean, you can still play it now. It's just not 
in its full thing because I went through a bunch of stuff. But that would really be my one game if I had to play forever, just because it would actually get content updates. Whereas Clone Wars Adventures is sort of, you know, handicapped by what Disney and Lucasfilm come up with for that um, for that period of time. So there's there's less potential new content. Whereas MOBA games are always adding new heroes or changing things around. Like every patch, something changes. So it's always different, which I think really appeals to me and <laughs> makes the game not boring. <laughs> cool. No, I, uh, I'm, I wish I had played it when I was younger. <laughs> I, I never touched it, but I, I, it sounds like it was a good time. Yeah, it was. Cool. Well, that's, that's about it for me. I, I think I'm, I'm, I, if I had more time to prepare them, I, yeah sorry about that no it's all good it's all Uh, good um i'm I'm nice well thank you for taking the time to speak with us dom uh although uh i in particular and also super to some extent knew a lot about your time with witch doctor it was nice to hear how you took your music experience and your passion for gaming uh and turned it into your career now if our listeners want to drop you a follow where can they do so yeah, so uh, uh, you know, I guess shameless plug. You can also uh, follow my 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 job <laughs> at Streamlabs if you if you look that up because I a lot majority of that content is all going to be me now. So that is sort of a connection back to me. But if you want to find me personally, um, I'm uh, at uh, the Dapper Doms. Uh, so the Dapper Doms, uh, all no underscores altogether. I'll put it Twitter. in the description. Don't worry, but. <laughs> Um, and, um, and then I'm also, uh, I'm, I'm on Facebook, but, uh, I, I don't tend to, to use it so much, but if you look up, uh, the, the Dapper Plays, uh, that's my, my, my gaming, uh, my Facebook gaming page. I'm also, uh, on YouTube. If you look up, uh, the Dapper Doms and maybe like Overwatch, cause a lot of my content is Overwatch related. Uh, and, uh. I'm also on Instagram, uh, also as uh, the Dapper Dom. So I, I've tried to align all my my pages with with uh, the same username. So if you look it up, you should be able to find it. Awesome! And a big thank you to everybody who listened to this fourth episode of the Cauldron Cast. We hope you enjoyed, and don't forget to subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast platform to catch the latest episodes of our show as soon as they're released. Peace. <laughs>